Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, Calvary Bible, thanks for joining us here on episode number one, second time. That's how we do it. All right, so we are, uh, we call it episode one because this is the first kind of like real episode. The last one was just kind of an introduction. Uh, What are we trying to accomplish through this podcast? And now we're actually going to get into as best we can, some kind of a rhythm and routine every week, taking the sermon from Sunday and taking it a little further. What's it look like to be God's people beyond Sunday? Um, So yesterday, Randy, we were in Psalm 52 and one of the things that was striking to me was that there's no way we would sing a song like this on a Sunday morning. It's like, I can't imagine singing this kind of a song. All of our songs, which, I mean, to the credit of all of our music team, has been really solid, I think, over the years. Just the um, the, the lyrical depth, the theology, the sound. Um, but when you start off a song like Psalm 52 with, uh, why do you boast of evil, O mighty man, that uh, the steadfast love of God endures all day? Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, you worker of deceit. I mean, that's just, uh, I can't imagine singing a song like that, but they were doing it. Yeah, they were doing it because uh, you can imagine what happens to a congregation that believes that this is really true about evil and wicked people in the world. Mm-hmm. Now they all see it. I think I think everybody encounters it, but something significant happens when you sing like that. So a congregation's faith in the kingdom of God, faith in the goodness of God, faith in the justice of God, that congregation's faith is bolstered if they are thinking seriously about this is what wicked people are like. So I would say that it's good for a congregation to sing a song with that type of focus because it keeps the distinction between the saints and the non-saints very, very clear. Mm-hmm. So it is it is odd. I mean, to sing this to sing this and address the song to the wicked is odd. Yeah. Well, and I think I mean I can imagine living in a world where um, the opposition is clear and it's evident. So it would almost be an, I don't know, almost a an encouraging song to sing, just to be reminded that, uh, yes, those um, the the evil mighty man out there does have a presence in this world, but but God will sustain me. And actually, as I was reading through it again, I was just reminded actually of Psalm. I'm sorry, not Psalm Isaiah 33, which I covered a few weeks back, and just the stability of our times. God uh, now in that context, this is a couple centuries later with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Assyria being this, this evil presence, uh, that would have struck fear in in anybody. Um, but just that idea that yes, the evil presence is there, but God is, he's going to stabilize us. He's one who we can, uh, trust and, um, he's, he's at work. So anyway, uh, so just to remind everybody, you are more than welcome to email us questions uh, at podcast at cbcmj.com. Uh, we're, our goal is to get these questions in as early as possible. So during the sermon even, I mean, 
Randy will assume that you are probably shopping online or something like that, but I'll assume that you're emailing questions to us again, podcast at cbcmj.com. And then we're shooting this early in the week so that it can get out to you Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest. And we'll, we'll get into a groove there. But um, again, I think one of these things that we're trying to accomplish through this is just the, the opportunity to listen differently and as you're sitting there going through a sermon uh, with, you know, your preacher, you have that opportunity to, you know, follow up with a question, and and we can address it as the as the podcast goes on. Yeah, and the the Beyond Sunday part. Remember, if you look at verses one to four, if you're ever if you're reviewing Psalm 52 and you look at verses one to four, all of the your you you, it's all aimed at uh, the wicked person. In mm-hmm. this case. Uh, Remember verse one, the mighty person, the strong one who has the upper hand, who's boasting in evil. Yeah. So the key for Beyond Sunday, I think, is make, to make sure all of our, uh, I mean, all of us in the faith family, we are not that person. That's the key. So today, when you're going about your day, make sure that what is described in verses one to four, uh, make sure that's not, that's not you. That's the key, I think, so far at the beginning of this, so that verse 5, in other words, so that God doesn't have to judge you. Right. And so you, uh, your points, you broke this psalm down into three stanzas, which I thought was was a good way to approach it because it is a song. um, And that's, uh, yeah, to the choir master. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is off the cuff here a little bit, but. You uh, you say we're singing to evil people. Are they really singing this to the wicked person, um, or is this just a part of the the lyrics? Something. If I'm singing a song to somebody that is like this, they're not actually listening. I'm singing this in the company or presence of exactly the righteous or the godly. Yeah, especially at the end of the psalm. You know, this is happening in the presence of the godly at the end of verse nine. So what mm-hmm. you have here is the image of a congregation of God's people singing the first stanza, knowing that they're addressing the evil that's in the world. Yeah. It's a confidence builder, but it's also a clear mark of separation. This is you. You're like this. Mm-hmm. Implication. We're right. different. We're worshiping God. We don't speak like this. Yeah, right. I think that's key to understanding when you say the implication or it's implied that there is a distinct mark between the unrighteous and the righteous, the evil and, uh, and the good. So that helps. Yeah. And you may not remember, uh, Probably but not. I, I, I did say though, that you can imagine what it's like to try to sing those opening verses. And yet I'm singing it. And my conscience pricks me and says, I'm guilty of this. So all of a sudden, while I'm singing, I think that's why the Psalms are so powerful is these are songs meant to be sung, prayers meant to be prayed, mm-hmm. and I can't pray them if it's not true. I can't sing it if it's not true. I should not be caught in worship in an insincere moment. And for me, of course, it was a matter of looking at this and saying, you know, uh, you love, verse four, you love all words that devour. I don't, I don't love that at all. I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those it's one of those events where the whole church sings this. But if we're going to sing it sincerely, yeah, that can't be us, right? Yeah, I goodness, I hope not. 
All right, good. Um, so a couple of thoughts that were coming to my mind as a result of this, uh, as a result of the sermon yesterday, but just talking about ways that our tongue could be described that way um, as a sharp razor, uh, a tongue that plots destruction. Um, and you brought up the different kind of ways that, that we speak. And I think you said, how do you phrase it? Or do we even talk on the phone anymore or do we just text? So yeah, especially the younger ones. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, true, but it's still communicating. Uh, so whether it's speech verbally or, you know, through our fingers, um, or thumbs, social media, mm -hmm. uh, text messages, emails, um, you, you referenced that yesterday and how are, how are some of those ways that we need to be at least on guard, uh, with that kind of communication? So uh, the first, the first thing that struck me was, um, in the normal course of conversation, emotions are sort of low out of the picture. Mm -hmm. They really don't factor what we're saying. So what I was thinking about yesterday and, and still, you know, when you talk about, okay, put this into practice this week yeah. beyond Sunday, what I, what I think we need to do is watch, watch what happens to emails, text, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, just anytime you're on social media, um, just watch what happens to the communication when uh, emotions start to get high. Um, of course, anger is the one that's, uh, would be would be one that's obvious. I mean, when yeah. when I'm angry, that's the time to watch. Uh, how's my tongue? Am I cutting someone down mm -hmm. because of anger, or I'm just uh, I'm I'm just really uptight about something. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just sort of um, confused about it or whatever. But the emotions get high. So I think with all of the communication, you know, the emails, texting, uh, when you're on social media, anything, our speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, hey, this week is a great time to assess, uh, are we cutting people down or are we uh, giving them uh, life? I, I forget, Toby Mack or someone sang a song, uh, Speak Life. I think I think that's one yeah. of his songs. Yeah. Are we speaking life or are you glad I knew that? I'm impressed, yeah. Either either we're speaking life or according to the, uh, the psalmist, and, and remember the observation that he's watching over and over again, of course, is that, you know, people are using their speech in a way that cuts others to pieces, literally. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so the type of communication that you were listing there that I listed yesterday, just, you know, beyond Sunday, what's our speech? Are we giving speaking life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and some of those verses in there are pretty, I mean, they seem pretty harsh. Like I can't imagine my tongue plotting destruction or, uh, my tongue like a, a sharp razor or what's the other one here? Uh, lying more than speaking mm -hmm. what is right. Like that's, that's kind of crazy, but, um, mm -hmm. but you do see it, I think in some ways. And one of the questions I had for you here actually was, do you have any examples, any present day examples that came to your mind of uh, that kind of evil in the world that we live in? Like, where do we see that? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll just, I'll let that there. I don't want to yeah, get in trouble. And actually, the um, you know, when you talk about social media, for instance, start at the back of the list and, and talk about social media itself. One of the things that we've been watching throughout the past several several months, especially during COVID, but before that even, is creeping into the dialogue is more and more animosity. I am amazed. And I don't look at it a lot, but the replies that come to virtually any type of important statement, the replies are 
are vicious, uh, certainly uh, certainly unfiltered, mm-hmm. and uh, and we all know that that you can you know you can put things on social media probably that you would not say face to face, and we totally you, you've talked about that I think before. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest example is the air that we breathe right now. Uh, is filled with this ki- with this type of animosity, and this is the way people are talking to each other. So that uh, we're we're just tearing people up. The church, uh, the church, sadly has been in the thick of it as well, and so that's why we had that series not that long ago about yeah. you know the pollutants, the primary pollutants in the air, because the church is breathing this air, and uh, all we're watching is we're watching animosity. Mm-hmm. So I see this I see this happening a lot. Yeah. Now, the lying more than uh, uh, the speaking lying in right. um, in verse three, lying more than speaking what is right. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person that's going to do that regularly is a person that's trying to spin a particular reality just for their own good. So it is it is simply a it's a selfish preservation is mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. I mean, if any of us, yeah. I, mean, I mean, if any of us have been tempted to lie or actually out and out lied. We did it because we the the story that we spun was safer than the truth. We thought that's what mm-hmm. we thought. So you can imagine an entire world who does not have the spirit of God in their hearts, thinking, "Okay, I have to do what's best for me." And right now, the best thing to do is I'm gonna. And if you've ever watched a sitcom, for instance, yeah, if you when you when you watch sitcoms, they 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 lie all the time and it always comes back to bite them. Yeah. That's I don't know point. how many times I've said to Michelle, if he, uh, Frazier is a great example. I would say, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys are, remember this, but I, I would say if he would have just said the truth to that person, he'd have been fine. Oh yeah. But no, the story goes on and bites him. Uh-huh. So everybody loves Raymond is one of my favorites. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. All the time. He's constantly getting in trouble because he's... He just won't come clean. Yeah. So... Yep. And his wife catches him in the lie. Sadly. Uh, To go back a couple minutes, though, um, just uh, like our... I think you were saying that we see it on social media, and I think it's so unfortunate that the the church is getting caught up in that rather Mm -hmm. than being different. Um, So we ought to be a, a people that is you know, handles ourselves differently, not just in our public life, but also our, our, our private or social media presence life, which I have very little of, um, but which is just a good guard for me. But we've got to, I don't know, like I just think in any of those kind of situations, just to give people the benefit of the doubt too, yeah, you know, and not let those emotions escalate um, and say, well, you know, whatever I'm reading potentially in an email, let's say, um, if it, it could be read this way and it could mm-hmm. be read another way. Exactly. I, I want to give that person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And a lot of times there are people at church. So why shouldn't I give them the benefit of the doubt? Mm-hmm. And then it helps me to not, you know, escalate, get frustrated, angry and respond in a way that just takes it to another level. We, um, above all people, we should be the folks who extend mercy, period. Yeah. Especially in a text like this where twice the steadfast love of God endures all day or... Uh, a little bit further on, I trust in the steadfast love of God forever. And if I do, I should be, of all people, I should be merciful to others. Yeah. I should extend that old word, loving kindness. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. I should be a spirit-controlled person with the way in which I, I speak. Yeah. By the way, the, one of the things that's hurt the church lately, of course, is 
uh, we've had more opportunity to uh, to be judgmental Mm -hmm. of of all kinds of things. And so that that self-righteous tendency to make a judgment call on other people, that just continues to raise its ugly head in all of us. And, uh, you know, COVID in particular has just been has given us a field day to do just that. That's why we've that's why churches all over the United States have experienced friction like no other time. Mm -hmm. It's because of uh, the tendency. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, anyway, that was a question I had, just some present day examples. Um, And I think that was helpful. So let's wrap up here just with the last couple of verses. Um, Verses eight and nine. Let me read them quick because I think they stood out to me. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly. Um, And so those verses, I think, just that imagery, uh, I am like a green olive tree. uh, That's a simile, right? Which is classic psalm poetry kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, When I was hearing that yesterday, I was just curious about, is there any Garden of Eden imagery going on there? Uh, We've got a tree in the house of God, which takes me back to the tree of life Mm -hmm. in the garden. Any of that happening? I, I mean, I like the instinct of trying to go back uh, earlier in the canon. But? Uh, really no but, I would say, okay. uh, while you're trekking backwards all the way to Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're, starting at, uh, you're starting at Psalm 52 and you move your way back, Jonathan's taking us all the way back to Genesis, stop along the way at Psalm 1 is what I would say. And so what yeah. I should have said yesterday, Actually, I, my I, I should have said, and I, I don't remember if I did, but I should have said, you know, Psalm 1, the Psalter opens with verse 3. Mm-hmm. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And then in all that he does, he prospers. Yep. And then the very next line the wicked are not like that. Mm-hmm. So once again, uh, what I would say is this green olive tree imagery in the sanctuary is probably uh, strongly uh, taking us back, strong uh, echo back uh, to Psalm 1. Yeah. Psalm yeah. 1, 3. And again, there's that sharp contrast between the the righteous and the wicked there mm-hmm. in Psalm 1. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely want to be the the green olive tree, which I think came across pretty clear. We've either, we're either that or... If we're in the church on Sunday, we're we're faking it. We're an artificial tree, and that's uh, a good good warning to uh, to heed too. Um, and then just finally in those verses, I just I found it really interesting that we've got kind of three things answered. And so my analytical mind goes to um, when, why, and where. And so he says, "I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever." So when do when do we do this as God's people? Always, all the time. Um, we thank you, or I will thank you forever. Why? Because you've done it. And then finally, I will wait for your name um, in the presence of the godly. And so that's that's where, it's one of the places where we do that when we're in the, the presence of God's people. And um, so we, we do it all the time because God's done it. He's good. And, and we do it together. Yeah. And I think one of the great things about being together every Sunday is you've got a group of people saying these things to each other, saying these things to God, and it does help affirm our faith. We are a unique group in this world. Mm -hmm. And Psalm 52, like so many other places in Scripture, makes that very, very clear. I'm glad we get to do it. Yeah. All right. That should cover Psalm 52. Thanks for for chatting. My privilege. All right. Hopefully it's helpful. See you.
Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.